If you believe there's a breaking in your favor, you'd be praising him right now. Somebody give him praise. Wow. Awesome job. If you're ready for the word, shout, bring it on. Stand if you're able to stand for the reading of God's word across the room. We had such a phenomenal early service, and I'm ready. Who's ready? All right. Take your Bibles and go to Nehemiah. You can follow along on the screen. You can follow along on your device. You can actually go to the app store and download the notes. But I have a word for you today. Anybody thankful in the room? Where are all the thankful folk at? Let me hear from the thankful folk. Weren't we blessed this Thanksgiving? I'll tell you, my wife ate too much, but I'll, I, I held my... No, we had, we had a great Thanksgiving. Let me tell you something. There, there is nothing more sadder on earth or more strange in heaven than an unthankful believer. I believe that we got a lot to be thankful for today. Make a little noise if you have a lot to be thankful for today. I want you to look to Nehemiah 12.8. I believe I've got a download from heaven that's going to speak to us about Thanksgiving it's a very simple text, but when we unpack it, it's going to become extremely profound. It said, moreover, the Levites, watch this, Yeshua, Benui, Kadimiel, Sherebia, Judah, Mataniah, all these which were over the Thanksgiving. Somebody say, over the Thanksgiving. He and his brethren. You know, I want to talk to you about these six priests, these Levites, and I want what they represent to be at my table this year. Going into next year, here's what I've decided. I'm going to be thankful. How many of you want to live a life that's full of thanksgiving? I'm going to be teaching just for a few minutes along these lines. Look who's coming to dinner. I believe I got a word today. Slip up your hands. It's going to be real today. Father, Thank you for what you're going to say in this room. We are so thankful. God, we don't have to have a holiday to say thank you. We, we don't just need the, the, the third Thursday of December to give you thanks. We got so much to thank you for. We want to thank you every day. Lord, I pray that we would live a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Bless us and anoint us to teach and preach and your people to receive. Somebody give the Lord an ovation and a clap and a shout if you love him. All right, you can be seated. Moreover, the Levites, Yeshua, Benuni, Kadimiel, Sheribia, Judah, and Mataniah, which were over the Thanksgiving. I'm going to talk to you today about Thanksgiving. I've got an unusual title, Look Who's Coming to Dinner. Hear me in this house. Thanksgiving should be part of every believer's life. It's the aspect of praise that gives God thanks for everything that he's done for us. I was wondering if there's anybody here today who would admit that God has done a lot for you. Can I get a witness in the house? Thanksgiving should emanate from a grateful heart, and it is literally required of every believer. The Bible said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, in everything, and how many things? everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and I want to talk about Thanksgiving today because we should be grateful and make every part of our lives filled with Thanksgiving and these men mentioned here that I'm going to teach on today 
These were actually Levites, and Levites were the descendants of Levi who served as the assistants and the priests in the temple. As a Levite, Aaron and his sons and their descendants, they were charged with the responsibility of the priesthood. They offered burnt offerings unto the Lord. They led the people in worship and confession. But the other Levites, who were not directly descended from Aaron and his line, they served as priestly assistants, taking care of the tabernacle and the temple, and they performed, as it were, the menial duties. And understand this, a Levite special service to God began when he was roughly 25 years old. He was consecrated, and after a purification process, he was brought before the Lord to the door of the tabernacle, and the priesthood would lay hands upon them and set them apart. And young Levites would begin as assistants to the priest and assistants to the upper Levites, and they progressed through to higher duties and offices. They would become doorkeepers or members of the temple orchestra. And in the days before the temple was built, they had the responsibility of carrying the tabernacle through the desert. They would carry the articles and they would set the tent and the dwelling place of God up. They took care of the furniture. They made sure that everything was in perfect order. And they even carried on their shoulders the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the manifested presence of God. It was literally where the glory of the Lord dwelt. What is amazing about these priests that I just read to you about, there's no guarantee that any of these Levites, as it were, any of these Levites were actually upper echelon priests. There's no guarantee that they had the right pedigree. There's no guarantee that they were descendants of Aaron. There's no guarantee that, that they were the upper class of priests. Very likely, they could have just been the Levites, the assistants that carried the glory of the Lord. They had no special title. They had nothing that differentiated them from anyone else. They had no title such as priest. And so often we think that we can only carry the glory and presence of the Lord if we have a title. We think we need to be a bishop or an apostle or a prophet or a pastor. But I've got news for you today. The God I serve allows us as children of the King to carry the presence and glory and power of God. See, the glory and presence of God is for us all to carry, no title required. Honey, you carry the miracle working power of God with you. You carry the glory and presence of God with you. You don't have to go to some healing event to be healed. You can be healed by yourself because you have the glory of the Lord with you. Somebody give God praise if you're thankful for the glory of the Lord that's with you. You have the chance to carry the very manifested presence of God. And I love this. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 9, that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Understand this. It was up to the priest in the Old Testament to carry the glory of God. But now, tell your neighbor, you got the job. You've got the job. You carry the presence of the Lord. Hear me, the apostle here speaks of the generality of all Christians and tells us that we are royal priesthood. And this is powerful because when I study the attributes and, and I look behind the scenes at, at these priests that we're going to talk about today, 
They, they have been selected by God. They are sacred to God. They are serviceable to God. They've been endued and, and they've been endowed and endued and empowered with heavenly gifts and graces. And I've got a word for somebody today. As a royal priesthood, every believer in this room, you've been selected by God. You are sacred to God. You are sanctified through God. You, you've been sanctified in service for God. You've been empowered with every grace and gift to the victoriously work and live and minister for God. So here's what I want to do. I want to have a Levite Thanksgiving. I want to thank God and, and I want to zero in on the meanings of these names and I want, to, I want to ask you a quick question. The Bible said that these Levites were over the Thanksgiving. I want to ask you today, who's over the Thanksgiving in your life? Do you allow your, your, your friends to be over your Thanksgiving in your life? So often we let our friends or our family or our circumstances or our issues or our problems relegate whether we are going to be thankful or not. But sometimes you got to say, man, I'm over the Thanksgiving in my life and I'm going to be a thankful person. Are there any thankful people in the house today? Make a little noise if you're going to be a thankful person. You are over the Thanksgiving in your life. Decide this today. I will be thankful. Nobody in the world can be thankful for you except you. Nobody can be grateful for what God has done in your life like you can. You must decide to be thankful. Now, here in the text we just read, we have the names a little more than that of a great many priests and Levites. But what set them apart was not their title or their skill or their possessions or their ability. What set them apart was something even more valuable. What set them apart was their ability to be thankful. And if you have nothing to be thankful for here today, hang with me for a few minutes. I'm going to find a thanksgiving in your heart. In our text, we see six names of, diff of six different Levites who were put in charge of Thanksgiving. And I don't think it's a coincidence that if you look at the meanings of their names, you're going to find something to be thankful for. Because every single name points to a powerful lesson as it relates to this Thanksgiving season. The first priest that is mentioned in this text is the priest named Yeshua. And in the Hebrew, this word Yeshua is defined as the one who saves. In fact, Yeshua is actually translated via the Latin pronunciation into the name Jesus. So understand me, the first person we're going to have at the table this year, we're going to keep Yeshua at the table. We're going to keep Jesus at the table. We're going to be thankful for Jesus. We're going to give glory to God for Jesus. Is, I'm going to let Pastor Troy be Yeshua today. Is there anybody thankful for Jesus in the room? Oh, come on, somebody. I said, is there anybody thankful for Jesus? Has Jesus been good to anybody? Has Yeshua made a way for you? Has Yeshua saved you? Has Yeshua been good to you? Has he been faithful to you? Listen, so many times we are just thankful for our bountiful blessings. We are just thankful for the benefits of salvation and just eternal life. But understand me, we need to go beyond that and just be thankful for Jesus. Jesus has been good to us. Every believer should be most thankful for 
Jesus, the one who saves, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Tell your neighbor, I'm thankful for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, thank God for Jesus. Without Jesus, I wouldn't even be here. Without Jesus, I would still be in a mess. Without Jesus, I wouldn't even know where I was at. Without Jesus, I wouldn't have nothing to sing about. Without Jesus, I wouldn't have nothing to pray about. Without Jesus, I wouldn't have nothing to worship about. But thank God for Jesus. Oh, you're about to find your way to give him praise right now because some of y'all need to remember that you wouldn't be where you are today without Jesus. I dare you to give Jesus a little bit of praise right now. Oh, somebody tell your neighbor, it's all Jesus. Yeah, everything you see here today is Jesus. Every victory in my life is because of Jesus. Every good thing has come because of Jesus. You wouldn't want to see me without Jesus. You wouldn't want to know me without Jesus. I'm keeping Jesus at the table this year. Somebody give him praise if you're keeping Jesus at the table this year. The one who gives salvation, the word salvation in the Hebrew, it's a real powerful word. I love the word salvation because Jesus provides it. And the word salvation means deliverance, health, prosperity, welfare, and victory. Baby, if you'll keep Jesus at the table, you're going to find out that there's deliverance at the table, health at the table, prosperity at the table, welfare at the table, and victory is at the table. Oh, Jesus. I dare somebody who's going to keep Jesus at the table. Give the Lord some praise right now. Any saved folk in the house? I said anybody saved through Jesus in the house? It's time to be thankful. Listen, it's time to remember what you've been saved from, but you're really dangerous, and you'll put the enemy on the run when you understand what you've been saved for. Uh, thank God for what you've been saved from, but you've been saved for. You're chosen. You're set aside. Jesus has a plan for your life. Now, the second priest is a priest named Benuni. And come on, Christian, you're going to be Benuni. Benuni in the Hebrew, it means to make repair. His name means the act of putting back together again. It reflects and looks at a God who puts our broken world back together again. When our world is torn down, jacked up, toe up from the flow up, beat up from the feet up, messed up from the chest up, can I get a witness? Won't God come in and put our world back together again? Take your seat, Benuni. I dare somebody to praise him if he's ever put your world back together again. Has, has there been times when it seemed like your world was crumbling and, and you didn't know what you were going to do, but didn't the Lord of the harvest, the way maker, step in and put it all back together again? Your soul was in need of mending. Your spiritual repair was required. Your life may have seemed wrecked and ruined, but God came in and put it back together again. Some of y'all are sitting there like he hadn't done it for you, but you know that he has. Marvin Sapp said, I never would made it. Oh, come on. I never would have made it. I shouldn't even be here today, but he came and put it all back together again. I, I shouldn't even be here today, but God, he didn't forget about me. He didn't leave me alone. Even in my brokenness, he came to me and he put it all back together again. Is there anybody thankful for a God that puts it all back together again? Oh, I need somebody to give him praise right now if you're tracking with me. Oh, 
We need him, folks. We need him. We're nothing without him. Your soul was in need of, of his mending and his repair, and he put it back together again. Ezra 9, 9 says, For we were slaves, yet our God did not forsake us in our bondage. But he extended mercy to us, mercy to us, in that in the sight of the kings of Persia, they give us a reviving to repair the house of God and to rebuild its ruins and to give a wall in Judah and Jerusalem. I wonder if there's anybody here who could say, Pastor, he's revived my life. He's repaired my life. He's rebuilt my life. See, see, my goodness, folks, the God I serve is a reviving God. He's a repairing God. He'll rebuild your broken down life and put it back together again better than it was before. Don't you tell, don't you let anybody tell you that God can't do it. Don't you let anybody convince you that God can't take something broken and make something beautiful out of it. Don't you let anybody tell you that God can't resurrect somebody's life from a past that had dr drugged them into sin and immorality and brokenness. No God is able. And see, there's some of y'all, you are a living witness. When you look at what you've come through, when you look at the times when your heart was broken, when you were at the very end of yourself, you are here today and you are a living witness and people around you don't understand you. They don't understand why you praise the way you praise. They don't understand why you weep the way you weep or why you act the way you act. But people who don't understand the height of your praise have no comprehension of the depth of what the Lord has brought you out of. When you remember what the Lord has brought you through, you will give him praise, you will honor him, you will thank him. I dare somebody who's had their lives rebuilt by the goodness of God, give him some praise right now. Oh, you got to keep Jesus at the table. Tell your neighbor, keep him at the table. Keep him at the table. Don't let Jesus get away from you, but also keep Benuni there. Don't forget where he brought you from. Don't forget how many times he made a way for you. Don't forget how he put your world back together again. Oh, y'all about to make me feel like preaching. And then we have another named Cadmiel. Cadmiel represents the presence of God. Come on, son. I'm going to let Pastor Anderson represent the presence of God. Is there anybody in this room today thankful for the presence of God? Oh, that's about 20% that's about of you. I said, is there anybody thankful for the presence of God? How many of you felt the presence of God during worship today? How many of you felt the presence of God in the room today? Are you thankful for the presence of God? If you can feel the presence of God, you ought to be thankful because there are many people who don't feel his presence. There are many people who are away from him, but I dare you right now, if you're thankful for God's presence, one, two, three, give him some praise right now. Oh, there's people in the Bible, they got far away from God's presence. They tried to run from him, and I've been right there. I tried to leave him, but he wouldn't even let me. Where are y'all at? I tried to get done with him when I was younger, but he wouldn't even let me. Where could I go to hide from his presence? David said, if I build my bed in hell, you're going to be there. Has he ever gone to hell for you? Has he ever had his presence? Has his presence ever invaded your life? When you got yourself in a mess, the Bible said that Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord in Genesis 3.8 after they had messed up, after they had, they had fallen short, after they had sinned against God. They tried to hide from 
from God, but God went looking for him. I'm glad for a God that will hunt me down. I'm glad for a God, even when I try to leave him, he won't let me. How many of you know people will walk in and out of your life? People will act like they're your best friend one day and like that they don't know you the next. Love you, oh Jesus, where y'all at? People are with you in one season and gone the next. You can't even get them to text you back. People come and go, but not God. God stays. He stays with us when we're high. He stays with us when we're low. He stays with us when things are good, and he stays with us when things are bad. Is there anybody here thankful for the presence of the Lord in your life? Oh, come on, there's healing in his presence, provision in his presence, power in his presence, breakthrough in his presence, joy in his presence, deliverance in his presence, hope in his presence. I dare somebody who's thankful for the presence of the Lord. Can you thank him over his presence today? The Bible said, now the Lord is that spirit in 2 Corinthians, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Here's what I've come to understand. Outside of the presence of the Lord, there is bondage. But inside the presence of the Lord, there is freedom. Hear me in this house today. There is freedom in the presence of the Lord. See, if you're outside of his presence, you feel bound up. But if you can still feel his presence, you ought to be thankful because there is freedom in his presence. Crack addicts are delivered in his presence. Depression runs out of the house in his presence. Cancer dries up in his presence. Marriages are restored in his presence. Bondage leaves in his presence. Whatever has shackled you has to be unshackled in the presence of the Lord. So how many of you are keeping Yeshua at the table? If you're keeping Yeshua at the table all year long, give him a praise right now. Is that the best you got? I said, if you're keeping Yeshua at the table, you're keeping Jesus at the table. Look who's coming to dinner. Come on, I'm going to keep him with me every day in 2018. Now watch this. I'm not going to forget Benuni. I'm not going to forget how many times he put my world back together. And if he did it before, he can do it again. But I'm also not going to live outside of the presence of the Lord. So if you're thankful for all three of these, make a little noise in the room right now. My, 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 my. But then watch this. There's a fourth priest talked about, and this fourth priest's name is Sherebiah. Now, now Sherebiah, Pastor John, you're going to be Sherebiah today. You represent the fire of God. Mm -mm -mm. Now, this is powerful because what the writer is talking about here, the fire that he's talking about is the fires that we go through in life. Who would admit that sometimes you've been through some fires in your life. Come on, let me hear from you if you know what it is to face a fire. What is it, Pastor? It's seasons we would rather not face. It's things we would rather not go through. It's times we would rather not have to deal with. It's battles we don't even want to fight. Wave at me if you've had a, have it, ever had a season like that. But I want you to understand something. Just because you're saved, doesn't mean that you're going to get a free pass and you won't have to go through a fire every now and again. If you don't believe me, just ask Job. But when you study the life of Job, the devil couldn't touch Job without God's permission. 
And watch this. Number one, he had to ask God's permission. But number two, God only allowed Job to be afflicted by the enemy when there was promotion on the other side of it. Oh, I'm about to say a thing. I said there was promotion on the other side of it. When Job came through it, he was twice as blessed as he was before he started. And somebody needs to hear me in this room. The enemy has only been allowed to come against you in this season because there is promotion on the other side of your battle. I dare somebody right now who's, here's what I'm saying. If you feel like you've been in a fight in the last season and you think maybe there's promotion on the other side of it, give the Lord a praise in the room right now. Hallelujah. Sometimes we go through the fire only to know that on the other side of it there's promotion. But check this out. Understand this. God uses the fire. Malachi 3.2 says, but who can endure in the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and a launderer's soap or a fuller's soap, the King James Version says. Now check this out. This fuller's soap, this launderer's soap, it was used to wash the festive garments that the people would wear for the Jewish festivals when they would get them stained. And the soap was so strong that either the garment would release the stain or it would disintegrate in the hand of whoever was washing it. But the guarantee was that this launderer's soap could get out every blemish and every stain on every garment. Who am I talking to? Here's one reason to thank God that every blemish and every stain and every issue that you have in your past does not afflict you anymore. It is not attached to you anymore. It is not a part of your eternity anymore. You've been washed by the blood of the lamb and now you have been set free. I need somebody right now who's ever had anything washed out of your life. Give God a praise in the room. Oh, you ain't always come to church and sat on the second row. You hadn't always been in service on Sunday morning. You ain't always been where you are right now, but some of y'all remember your past, but he washed you and made you clean, and now today you are redeemed. But check this out. He will be like refiner's fire and like full of soap. Now, now watch this. This is mighty because the refiner refined the metals and what he would do he would get that fire going and he would put the metals that he needed to be purified he would put them in the cistern and he would prepare actually he would put them in a cauldron a pot and he would get himself ready at this crucible he would get this 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 metal ready he would prepare it and he would boil that metal and he would heat it up hotter and hotter and hotter and during the refining process, the lesser metals, the tin and the copper and the lesser metals were separated from the gold. It was a process of getting to the very best. The last metal that separated from the gold was the silver. Ugh. The silver was good, but gold was the best. Silver is better, but gold is best. 
And some of you need to understand that you've been in the fire and it's only because God has taken you from better to best. Do you wanna be better or do you wanna be best? Tell your neighbor, I'm gonna be best. Yeah, yeah, that fire that you've been through, it's made you best. That fire you've been through, it's made you capable of being able to be used by God. That refiner knew that the goal was ready when he could see the reflection of himself when he looked over in the pot. He would keep boiling that and scraping off the dross, but when he finally could see himself in the reflection, oh, Jesus. See, here's the deal. Every fire that you've been through is making you look more like Jesus. It's making you sound more like Jesus. It's making you act more like Jesus. Somebody Give God a praise if you're thankful, even for the fire. So, so, so watch this. You, you, you got the fire here. You, you, you even thank God through the fire, but watch this. Isn't it something I'm going to preach these together? That, that you, have, you have the fire. You have uh, Sheribia, which means the fire of God. But right on the heels of that, come on, Pastor Jackie, you got Judah. Hmm. How many of you going to keep Judah at the table? Make a little noise if you're going to keep Judah at the table. Tell your neighbor to keep Judah at the table. See, I knew I could bring Pastor Jackie up here because she knows how to praise him. I could. Hallelujah. See what I told you? I couldn't bring just anybody up here, but I needed to bring somebody in here that had come through something who knows that God will make a way right out of no way. Is there anybody that's going to keep Judah at the table this year? Go ahead and have a seat, Pastor Jackie. Check this out. Let's talk a little bit more about Judah, but I want to join Judah to, to, to the fire. I want to join Judah to, to Sherebia because watch this. The beauty of the, the refiner is this. you got to trust the refiner. The refiner sits there and at the crucible. He fixes his eye on the metal. He takes care of the heat that it's not too great and it's not too small. It's just right. Sometimes it seems like it's too great for us, but in reality, he's keeping the metal in there only until by seeing his own image that he knows it's ready, so he lets it glow. He lets it burn. He lets it go through the process until the dross is completed completely removed. God is working on you when you're in the fire. And some of you have been cursing your fire. You've been cursing what you've been through. You've been cursing the battle that you've been in. You've been cursing what happened to you years ago. You've been so beat down over it, you can't get over it. But here's what the Lord would have me say to you. Today, you don't need to curse the fire, but you need to thank the refiner. Push your neighbor and say, thank the refiner. He was watching you all alone. You thought you were going to get consumed, but he knew how bad he needed to change you and transform you in that fire. And here's what I know now. We're going to link them together. Sheribia and Judah are coming together because here's the truth, baby. Here's what I want you to understand. The fire is the birthing place of true Judah. Real praise comes from the fire. You can't praise him till you've been in the fire. You can't praise him till you got something to praise him over but sometimes it is the very fire that becomes the birthing place of your praise one two three somebody give him praise right now hallelujah the devil thought my fire would kill me the devil thought my fire would do me in, but all my fire taught me how to do was give God praise at a whole nother level. 
I need somebody to praise him right now. Well, that's why I look back at my valley and say thank you. That's why I look back at my battle and say thank you. That's why I look back at my trouble and say thank you. That's why I look back at my issue and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I need somebody to praise him right now. I need somebody to praise him who been through a fire and your fire taught you how to praise him. Somebody to give him praise who's been through something and your something taught you how to give God praise. Sit down a minute. He shall sit as a refiner, Malachi 3 says, and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer up unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Verse 4. I want you to look at the spiritual, the spiritual connection. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord. Then shall the offering of praise be pleasant unto the Lord. God said, I took you through it, but you're still praising me. God said, I took you through it, and you found out I was a way maker. God said, I took you through it, and you found out I could heal your sick body. God said, I took you through it, and now the very thing the devil thought that he would alienate you from me over is the very thing now that has scooted you to me, and you praise me at a... Tell your neighbor, thank God for the fire. Ah, Jesus. Hey, it made me like Jesus. I only know him like I know him because I've been through the fire. I can only shout like I shout because I've been through the fire. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. You sit there if you have to. Say, but you don't know like I know what the Lord Jesus at the table, Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the evening, Jesus in the afternoon, anybody keeping Jesus at the table, who's going to thank him for rebuilding your life, come on thank him right now for everything he rebuilt, come on I said thank you for everything he rebuilt, thank you for his presence right now. Thank you for his presence right now. Thank you for the fire right now. I said thank you for the fire right now. And where is Judah in the house? Who's gonna have Judah? Glory to God. But there was one more priest. And this priest's name was Mataniah. And Mataniah means the gift of God. I'm gonna let you be Mataniah. Because you say, what is the gift of God? Acts 2.38 said, Peter said to them, repent. 
Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The King James Version says the Holy Ghost. I need somebody who's thankful for the Holy Ghost. One, two, three. Give God a praise. I got Jesus at the table. I got the Holy Ghost at the table. If you're thankful for the Holy Ghost, give God praise right now. My God, if you can't be thankful for nothing else, you ought to be thankful for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is the gift that keeps on giving. The Holy Spirit draws us to God. I said he draws us to God. I said he drew me to God. He empowers, he leads, he guides, he teaches. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? He convicts. Won't he do it? He directs. Won't he do it? He dwells. He infills. He empowers. He gives boldness. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? He comforts. He prays through me. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? He never leaves. He's always there. Accessible, he's available, he's inside, he's right here. Won't he do it? Anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost? Give him praise. Tell your neighbor, look who's coming to dinner. Look who's coming to dinner. I gotta have the Holy Ghost every day that I live. Jump on your feet right now. Yeshua. And then you've got the second one here, or here, Benuni. And then you got Kedimiel. Benuni represents everything that God has put back together that you thought was lost. And then you got right here, Kedimiel. He represents the presence of the Lord. And then right here, oh Jesus, you got Sharia. And his name represents the fire of God. The fire that the devil thought he would kill me in. But now I don't curse the fire, but I thank the refiner that he used the fire to make me what he wanted me to be. Hey, now you got Judah. I need about a thousand or twelve or fifteen hundred people. It may not be everybody, but somebody give a little Judah to God right now. Only praise him if you came through the fire. Only praise him if you've been to 
Three or four people say, Look who's coming to dinner. Look who's coming to dinner. I'm gonna keep Yeshua at the table this year. Coming out of 2017 into 2018, Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the evening, Jesus in the afternoon. I will not forget 
how many times he put my brokenness back together again. Can I get a witness? I will be mindful of the presence of the Lord. I will, I will not curse my fire, but I will thank the refiner that the devil tried to kill me in the fire, but my refiner used it to make me who he wanted me to be. I'm going to keep Judah at the table. I'm going to live a lifestyle of worship and praise. And I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How many of you are going to keep those six at your table, your spiritual table this year? You know, I'm just a natural man empowered by a supernatural God, just like you. No special title was needed to carry the glory of the Lord. You don't have to be pastor of nothing. You don't have to be bishop of anybody. You don't have to be apostle of nobody. Come on. You can just be a believer. That's all you got to be. And you are a royal priesthood. But here's what I know about my own children. And, and some of them have got it. One of them is maybe two of them, one of them, they still learn it. But I, my kids are starting to understand that the more they thank me, the more I become willing to do for them. The more they recognize what I've already done makes me willing to do the next thing. See, some of y'all are asking God to do the next thing. And you haven't even thanked him for the last thing. So in closing, I want everybody to give God praise for everything he's already done. Oh, come on, I feel a little bit more. Give him praise for everything. Never would have made it all Never would have made it without you. I would have lost it all. Now I see that you were there for me. And I never would have made it. Never could have made it without you, Jesus. I would have lost it all. Now I see that you were there for me. Watch this. Now I'm stronger. My voice is gone, but I'm going to sing anyway. I'm wiser. Can I get a witness? I'm better. Oh, I'm so much better. When I look back at all you brought me through, it was your hand I held on to. Somebody say I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I'm better. 
say I'm keeping all these at my table this year with heads bowed and eyes closed I'm not going to give a traditional altar call today I just feel led to do this if you're here and you would say pastor I've been through the fire that you've been talking about and I needed this word today if that's you raise your hands right now yes God if you're here and you'd say pastor Maybe I've taken for granted the presence of the Lord, the goodness of Jesus. Maybe I've let life get the best of me. Maybe I've let the fire get the best of me. But I want to start today with a new day of thanksgiving. And I want to live this thing you've been preaching about. If that's you, slip up a hand right now. Oh, my, my, my. I want everybody to reach over and touch a neighbor on the shoulder. Pastor Josh. Josh, I want you to pray a prayer over this room today. I want you to pray that the manifested power and presence of God will overwhelm and overcome the attack of the enemy. That people will be just absolutely consumed with thankfulness. That everything I taught today, you will keep it at your spiritual table. You will see the victory of the Lord you remain close to God and thankful I decree it, I declare it yes I even prophesy it in the name of the Lord that it will come to pass 
but keep them at the table. Don't let anything pull them from the table. Keep them at the table. Now listen, if you're our special guest, I'll meet you in the back at Guest Central. I'd love to shake your hand. But right now, Pastor Josh is going to pray a prayer and seal this service. Don't forget, we start the conference Thursday night. You come out and be a part of that. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you sign up in the back. We're going to seal the deal. Can we seal it, Pastor Josh? Do you believe the Lord has spoken? We're going to seal this word. Do it, son. Some of us need to go to lunch today and get a seat for seven. A table for seven. Because God is about to do it. Amen. Father, today we do more than just hear the word. Today we believe it. Father, Lord, it has gone past our ears now, down to our hearts, and has become a part of our lives. God, I pray, Lord, in this room, Lord, over every sick body. Lord, and we declare the presence of the Lord over every sickness, every disease. God, I declare, Lord, over every person hurting and in trouble, Lord, every tragedy in their mind and spirit. Today, we declare the presence of the Lord over their life. God, we declare that you have been awesome so far, that there is nobody like you, Lord. We've searched all over, and we can't find nobody like you. But God, Lord, if you've been that good till now, we are excited about what you're going to do in our lives. God, today we make room at the table, not just for what you're going to do, but God, for the things we're going to praise you for in the next season. We say that this moment forward becomes a day of thanksgiving in our lives, and we give you glory, and we give you praise, and we give you honor. And if you believe it in this room, one more time, put your hands together and and give God the greatest praise that you've given him all day long in this room. Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord is here, amen. How many gonna go walking out with Thanksgiving in your heart today? Don't forget, no service this Wednesday night. Limitless, we're still having service. But be encouraged today, today, so you got some new guests to the table. God bless you. Hug a few people on your way out. What a day in the house of the Lord. We love you, and we will see you next Sunday. God bless you.